give us yeah, well, a stroke there? <laughs> yeah, I, I did. No, 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 it glitched. Uh, it glitched. It glitched. I, I glitched. All right, glad we got that sorted. Welcome to the New York Football Giants reality check slash hangover therapy session brought to you by Big Blue United. I am Dan. <laughs> I am joined by TJ and Colin, my friends, my good friends. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm resigned. Resigned from life or from just feeling things? Uh, feeling things. Numb. Numb. Comfortably good. numb. How about you, TJ? I, I would yeah. say I'm feeling just fine today. You're looking great. Despite the Giants being a bad football team, I, I still feel okay personally. Well, you know, that's on you for thinking they're anything other than what they are. Um. <laughs> I like to get my hopes up so that I can be crushed periodically every Sunday. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's literally the only way to do it. I mean, that's just how it's been for so long. You know, you kind of get, get numb to, to, to games like the one we just had, so... Well, they giveth and they taketh away very quickly, the Giants. Mm. Yeah, but the ratio is yeah. off. Well, we'll it get into off. it more. We'll get into it more as, as, we, as we move forward. But as you can tell, I, Dan, am hosting this podcast, so be prepared for a hilarious time and smooth transition, something you're probably not used to in prior pods. <laughs> oh, boy, that hurts. <laughs> hurts a lot. Oh, fuck. Well, you didn't, think, you didn't think me saying that the Giants wanted to draft Isaiah Simmons was a good uh, segue into talking about the Cardinals game last week. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. That was actually pretty good. It, it was too subtle for my dumb brain, though. I see. I see. Oh. I, you know. Yeah, I, I I don't even remember you saying it. So yeah. Well, before we get into it, we got a, we had a couple business matters uh, to to address. First and foremost, always follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Big Blue United for all awesome morsels of information and links to all the articles you need. Um, Secondly, I want to share with everyone, all the Big Blue United Nation listeners, uh, about a special sweepstakes we got going, uh, brought to you by our friends at Knockaround Sunglasses. Uh, what we're going to do is open this up to everyone that's listening, and we want to find you know, a really high-quality nickname for our man, James Bradbury, the by far most important part of this Giants team, who has a relatively normal name, so we need to make it a little bit cooler. Um, so we want everyone to sort of think outside the box, think of something cool. Um, tell us what you think James Bradbury nickname should be. The best nickname will win a hundred dollar knock around gift card. You can use that Ooh. for whatever you want. Uh, you're allowed to put three entries per person, one on Instagram, one on Facebook, one on Twitter, and you have to follow big blue United to be eligible to win. If you're not following us, it doesn't matter how good your nickname is. Um, and and then this this is a weird kind of situation because he's the kind of guy where like it's not obvious. I know. What I you, mean, I have an idea for make? one because he's on the Giants, oh. so his nickname should be James Blueberry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, not... yeah. Please try and make one better than that because that yeah. one is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sweet. It's nice. I, I, I like. Something... It's actually more tart. <laughs> True. Not 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 Jakorski Tart. What's that guy's name? That other cornerback. Yeah, I yeah. think that was his name. Um, yeah, uh, I was thinking more like Brad, like bury bury you, like bury you, bury your Brad career. Bury you. Or, that's yeah. actually pretty good. You shouldn't have said that one because well, you know that's yeah. actually like I like that one. No, no, no. This makes it harder yeah. for everyone. We got to set the bar somewhere. Anyway, right, yeah, good point. You guys send them into us uh, on any one of those three social media platforms, and we will reveal the winner on December twenty second. So if you want to win this get it in before then um and then also just sort of a, a public service announcement i decided to 
sort of open up last week's podcast with a declaration about how prescient our vision of the Giants' future was, how we were able to predict things um, and and see the success on the horizon for this team. And we went on to all three of us predict a Giants' victory this week. And lo and behold, what do we have? Just an epic beatdown. So yeah, the, um, the biggest stinker of the season uh, sands the 49ers game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, granted, though, not for nothing, Arizona's been on a horrible tear. So uh, what they needed was the uh, the, the Giants know, refresher. The game to, they were a four-game yeah. losing streak, and they needed to play a, a regressing Giants a team, team to begin yeah. their resurgence. Exactly, and and exactly. you know, in, in times like this, and in, in sort of a bitter defeat, um, I was looking for some answers, so I went to hit up. Uh, Getty's burner account to see what sort of leadership he could provide, and, and lo and behold, it wasn't there. He's still underground, as far as I can tell. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have heard anything from Gettleman's camp. I'm, I'm at a loss. Believe it or not, I actually have some inside information. Now, there is a is a guy mm. I know. Um, he he loves craft beer. He's at Beer and Provisions, 96 Berry Street, Brooklyn, New York, for all your craft beer needs <laughs> <laughs> quite often. Um, and he is on the Giants training staff, so he actually let me in to the new Gettleman burner account when he was giving Gettleman his checkup the other Juicy. day. Very healthy, by the way. The healthiest. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I went on Gettleman's new burner account, and, and this is what he had to say. Um, I will be strongly demanding a drug test of Sleepy Joe Judge for choosing to start Daniel Jones over Colt McCoy. Naturally, I will agree to take one also. His coaching performances have been record-setting uneven, to put it mildly, only drugs could have caused this discrepancy? <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. So, Record you know, setting uneven. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't know if he had a stroke before he wrote it, but that's what it is. And, I mean, you know, Gettleman saw his opportunity to, to dig in on Judge, and uh, he did it. And, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this plays out. Yeah, that, that's what you like to see out of leadership. Someone just start pointing fingers immediately when things go, you know, not the way as planned. So. Good on Gettleman. Hey, hey, you get your sh- you get your shine taken away from you. This is what happens. I feel bad for Gettleman, really. You get the Getty gavel just bringing yeah. down the hammer on you. Well, yeah, because we you know, on the judge. Yeah, on the judge. On the judge. The gadgel, the, the, the gavel, gavel gets the judge. the judge. Keep up with Man. us, folks. You know, this, we're we're quick witted over here. We should have a podcast oh. about <laughs> about the Giants, about right. our friendship, and so on. Yeah. Um. Well, that being said. I think it's time to, to sort of get into the, the nitty-gritty of this game a little bit. I think we, in order to understand what happened, we we got to take it apart a little bit. Uh, so this week against the Cardinals, the Giants regressed in almost every aspect of the game. I, I will say on the top, I still am very impressed with the defense. Um, again, just showing a lot of discipline and um, cohesiveness, especially in the first half, just keeping that offense in check that got keep getting the ball um, in Giants territory. And we kept staving them off. Great red zone again, just shutting them down by all accounts when they should have came away with points. Um, but the story of the game was really not help bailing the defense out. Arizona had 38 minutes of possession to the New York Giants, 22 minutes possession. Uh, Giants had three turnovers. Arizona had 22 first downs. We had 10. Uh, 159 passing yards for the Cardinals. We only had 78. Um, excuse me, that's rushing yards. Um, but I will note that... Uh, that uh, Murray only had 47 rushing yards. So someone with his abilities, I'll take that. Th- 47 on 13 carries. Um, and passing yards again, Arizona torched us uh, 244 passing yards to our measly 145. Um, so offense really failed us in this one. I don't know where where to go from here, who's to blame. Um, what do you guys think? 
I mean, for me, what what this game was is that Jones should not have been playing. I, he wasn't he wasn't healthy, and I think one you know his legs are a huge part of his game. Him you know running with the ball has always been successful. Once you take that away from him, he he isn't effective. He hasn't shown to be a really effective pocket passer at, at all in his career. I think you know when he rolls out, um, you know and stuff like that. That's really where he has success. So. Couple that with, you know, a complete regression in the offensive line. Andrew Thomas probably had the worst game of the season. He gave up two sacks and five pressures after not giving up any the last two games. Fleming and Lemieux both gave up a sack and four pressures. My favorite is Pert, who played seven passing downs total, gave up a sack and three pressures. So Jeez. basically he he was completely ineffective. And he the, 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 this team has no help at the tackle position at all, it would seem. Um, Zeitler, it seemed like he was the only one who actually came to play on Sunday. I mean, eight sacks and 11 hits on Jones. I- I've never heard the name Hassan Reddick before, but apparently <laughs> he he reminds me of Osu Minura against the Eagles in 2007. <laughs> you know, I-, I don't understand, like, your Jones is getting harassed, and there's no extra blocker coming in. There's no one, no running back trying to chip this guy. They don't even, you know, know where he's coming from. It, it-, it was weird. And, and it just goes to, to show you, like, Garrett basically is running. I don't understand the offense that they're running. So you only run the ball 17 times. Gallman is only getting 12 carries, but he's averaging five yards a carry. I mean, I get like the offense only had 49 plays, but if they had stuck with the run, I think they would have had a lot more. I think like a glaring play to me was, uh, I think it was like uh, third, third and one. Gallman had just ripped off a nine yard run and then they throw a deep ball to Shepard. It's, it's a bizarre play call. I like, I thought Kevin Gilbride might've been in the booth calling this game. I, it was it's it's insane and and you know if you want to talk about the defense I don't think that they are to blame at all because they basically the special teams is giving up seventy seven yards and six punts dude um you know it's it's crazy and and the, so yeah the Cardinals average field position to start their drives was on their own forty seven yard line so the defense I mean the Cardinals should have scored a lot more points the red yeah. zone defense kept them to one touchdown and they were there four times. I mean, the, the the defense played well. I think Bradbury probably struggled a little bit, but Dalvin and Blartinez and Peppers all had <laughs> fantastic games. That being said, DeAndre Hopkins is super good. So, I mean, I, I, I didn't expect him to get that, get over 100. I think he almost had 139 yards. I didn't expect him to get that many, but, you know, it, he Bradbury tried his best and the defense tried their best too. Okay. So, quick, quick note to our listeners. Blartinez is Blake Martinez. This is a naming convention that we frequently use where we'll take the first part of a person's first name and put on their last name. Um, we recommend you try it. It's brought us many jo- much joy over the years. Um, Colin, what say you? Uh, Paul Blartinez Mall Cop. That's what I say. T-shirt. Hashtag. That's the T-shirt. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, that's. I think that we, our first T-shirt. That might have to be <laughs> that. You got. You got the 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 logo from the movie on yeah. the front. With with his face Kevin on um, Kevin James's mm-hmm. body, and then on the back he got a big fifty four. Yeah, actually, this is a, this is I, I don't even think it's a joke. That's a great idea. We should probably do it. Good. We're rich. Anyway. We don't have to do the pot anymore. Uh, all right, sure. all right. I, I quit. <laughs> you guys um, are getting paid. <laughs> uh, so when I was watching this game and reflecting on it after the fact, I think it's the first time I had to really say to myself that there's one person to blame more than anything else, anyone else in this situation. And unfortunately it's judge. Uh, I think he may have been reading the newspaper clippings a little too much in the last four games. 
And I think being young, being inexperienced, he probably let himself have a little bit of a big head with what was going on. So he thought, all right, well, we're on, we're on a tear. We're red hot right now. We can have a maybe 45, 50% Daniel Jones in there. The line's been playing well. We can make this work. It'll happen. He doesn't have to run. He'll be able to find the passes. Well, that's a whole other thing. I don't think our wide receivers know what separation is at all anymore, if they ever had it in the first place. What happened place. to Slayton? Um, uh, yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, he is, yeah, well, people are, they, they have some film on him now. So I think what's happening is he is a strong number two wide receiver playing a number one role, and people are trying to squeeze the juice out of him to make him a star that he may not end up being. He's a very good player, but I don't think he's that guy that you can depend on week in, week out. And it, this was like a, a perfect storm of a situation. It just so happened. Well, and then you can you can bring Grandma Garrett into the into the fray because, holy crap! I I don't think he's ever called such a bad game in his entire life. This was I that that first fumble. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Daniel Jones, don't fumble anymore. Except he didn't expect that to be coming. That means that nobody was accounting for the free runner, which happened to be a former player of ours from this friggin' mm-hmm. year. Uh, and oh boy, did he have a, a a a fun time on that that play! But it, it just it dumbfounded me because it was clear that they were trying to run a lot of the same plays when Danny was was at a hundred percent, and it's, you can't do that. I almost wish that they they went the whole week with Colt, just taking the first team snaps and just like figure out i mean hell it could have been one of those college situations where who has the hot hand you can play two quarterbacks in one game this is the kind of team you can do it yeah because of how bad i mean technically they did (laughs) yeah but not 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 by plan no i i mean like legitimate college like i don't you do one one uh series where it's up tempo where you got to run to the line and colt's taking all those short shots and then you have you know Danny out there for a lot of more running kind of stuff for running the ball from Gallman or whoever. But it, I, I, it was like they just – they were not actually looking in the mirror properly, yeah. and they they had their blue-colored uh, glasses on. They figured, well, we're just going to ride the hot hand and see what happens. But they didn't and even ride the hot hand because they, they needed to give the ball to Gallman. Or, I mean, I know, and they, talking they, about hot hands – Colt McCoy, I think, is the hot hand, and Judge showed utter disrespect, you know, to to the leader in the locker room by not even, you know, considering get, giving him the start for an obviously hobbled Daniel Jones. Um, and I think we're talking about with Garrett's sort of true. We've seen him put together some interesting play calls and run, you know, somewhat of an interesting offense in spurts. Largely, it's been uninspired and mediocre, but there's been moments where he's called some really interesting plays, especially in those opening drives. I think right off the bat, this game plan was uninspired and didn't really get any juice going. Um, and and what, what we heard from the offensive line, I think Nick Gates was talking about how um, the Cardinals came out with four down linemen and, and four backers right in the box, and they had absolutely zero anticipation of that happening and had no answer or no response to it. So, you know, we watched the Bills play last night against the Steelers, and the talk of the town is, you know, Dable you know, s- scheming and coming up with an absolutely different offense right on the spot and my boy trouncing the Steelers. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't think that's something that Gar- Jason Garrett's ever been able to do, um, but we shouldn't expect him to, to... Oh, wait, adjust. Yeah. You, I mean, <laughs> can I, I, don't, I, don't can know. I just mention yeah. because you're talking about the bills that Josh Allen was picked one pick after Daniel Jones. Okay. You can continue. Well, he was the eighth pick or he was the, yeah, 
eighth pick. I thought it was seven. No, okay, well, whatever. Or was... seventh pick, but different draft. Um, we, I thought we... it was the same year. No, he, he was Saquon draft. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Either yeah. way, they could have had him. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, we could we we could have well, traded they... down and got and got wow. Josh Allen for. Well, go ahead. What what did what did the uh, the line expect? What did Nick Gates actually? What I mean, did they, they didn't say they that. They this is just like week. a news clipping. I I I, I, I know. I, I'm just. It just makes me think. Like, what did were they like? Uh, nickel three three down linemen. Like, what the hell is that? I, I, mean, I that's, assume that's other just... teams were giving deference to the passing game. Like, we had actually had one. So they weren't just stacking the box, but then you know the Cardinals realized you know maybe maybe we can stop this run game that we seemingly have where we're getting chunk yardage with Alfred Morris and Wayne Gallman. Maybe we'll force them to pass, and right. then they found out that we have receivers that are good at best, uh, but no one no one is a game changer at that position. Um, I mean, I I don't get that though because last game they they had eight guys in the box like for the majority of of Gallman's carries and he still got 8.4 yards a carry and he was getting he had what uh 12 rushes half of those had eight men in the box and he was averaging five yards a carry so it's not like this is something they haven't seen before um and it's not like something they haven't had success against either it's just it was just a weird game it was a bad bad plan from the start yeah and they do not to mention not to mention that Arizona's defense is almost equal, if not worse, than Seattle at stopping the run, and they had a, a fine day at yeah. it. What? What? What is that? I don't know. I mean, the offensive line was atrocious, and so uh, it's almost inexplicable. I, I don't know. It has been. It was day and night, week to week. Here, um, a few other things we should notice. Note about Garrett and and what's been going on. You know, it's not just this game. We, the Giants are thirty first in scoring. We're averaging eighteen points a game. Uh, 300 yards a game. The NFL average is 360 yards. Um, the Giants have only broke 30 points once, and that was back earlier this season against Dallas when Dak Prescott got injured. Um, and he's just not utilizing the players that we do have, albeit that we have limited talent. Um, he's not putting them into position to um, succeed, whether that's the short pass, a quick offense with a hobbled Daniel Jones, or or thinking of more creative ways to, to create some space. Um one interesting fact that Jordan Renan from ESPN tweeted today is that um, there are two two players, many players have thrown more touchdowns than Daniel Jones, but there are two players specifically that have thrown more touchdowns than Daniel Jones and are on the same team. You guys care to guess? No. Well, Des Bryant and Andy Dalton. Des each, Bryant? I mean, no, excuse me, Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys, yeah. So Dak Prescott, who played like three games, and Andy Dalton, who's trash, both have thrown more touchdowns than Daniel Jones this season, uh, which is not a good thing. I think I think that's a safe bet. Um, It's not. But Giants can't really get anything going, and and the once was the absolute strong point of the team. The special teams is also struggling. What's going on? Yeah, that I I I can probably pinpoint that into Judge focusing more on the team by and large which is weird because you think you'd focus more on on the thing he knows the most about but he's probably trying to have his hands and everything we have a special teams coach he's pretty good (laughs) and he is pretty good you're right i don't personnel choices are bad too i mean Deion lewis i i assume that he's back there returning kicks because joe judge trusts him to make the right choices and not to turn the ball over because it oh oh, yeah because he's a top level (laughs) athlete at this point in his career so the first thing he does is not <laughs> take the ball out when he should have downed it and fumbled. Yep. Great. Why don't yeah. you have someone back there who can actually be a dynamic returner 
I mean, it's worth the gamble if the guy you have back there now is is supposed to be the uh, ball security guy. You know, I, I don't care who it is. There's, I can't even think who would be dynamic. Play. Yeah. Who's dynamic on this uh, team? Let, let Peppers do it, man. No, no. If he didn't have such a big role elsewhere, I, I would, I would so say well. yeah, but I don't know. And then, and a little under uh, underlooked at special teams player too that needs to never play ever again is CJ Board. <laughs> you got to have a Gunners that actually like to tackle. That guy want he's like Jason Seahorn. No offense to Jason Seahorn fans out there, but the guy likes to 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 like blow at at ankles and then fall down and not do anything. His so, name sounds like know. an insult. Like you just said his name and it just sounded like insulting. CJ Board. Well. <laughs> well, he's bored out there. He should probably stay home if he's so bored. I don't know. Oh, man, Colin, you, I can't wait for you to have a kid and make dad jokes all day long. You're going to be the king, absolute king. What happens if, for some reason, there's like this weird backwards thing where as soon as I have a child, all my dad jokes are, are gone, and I have no skill in that anymore? Be very upsetting. I hope not. Yeah. I hope not for your kid's sake, because growing up without dad jokes is no way to live your life. You're right. Yeah. It's a subtle art. A subtle art. Um, I just think. Hey, uh, hey, hey, can I? Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear a good dad joke? Yes. Why yeah. do Norwegian ships have barcodes on them? Oh, I know this one. We've when talked they, about. So that. when ah. the ships get back to port, they can scan the navy in. <laughs> That's good. You, you didn't give enough time. See, see, you needed to wait a little bit more. There needed to be a little Don't, silence. You know, mock you his it. comedic timing. It's <laughs> all right. You know what, Dan? Joke. When you when you edit the pod, put like thirty seconds of dead <laughs> yeah. air. In I'll just put like crickets. The the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thirty seconds yeah. is good. Let's go. Uh, um, I mean, what, once like all this, uh, you know, stuff started happening, and you couldn't really say bad jokes anymore. I had to just switch to dad jokes and tell dad jokes while I was bartending. Yeah, like extre- extreme there, dad jokes, just like so daddy that that it becomes like almost like a dirty joke that is so daddish. That, that, that's the there's, goal, really. there's an, yeah. there, there is a satisfaction to a good dad joke. The pain that you see on people's faces when you you really drive it home. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing nothing. It's better. like they just ate like a piece of rotten food or something. <laughs> or or they're listening to really good music that has a good. Oh, stinky. To it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stink face. Before we move on, I just I just think uh, maybe we could each shout out a player if we have the same player. Um, you know, no big deal. But I think we should shout out a player from the defense that we really love and appreciate. Uh, I'm going to shout out Dexter Lawrence this, this week. I love him. He made some big plays. He's a big man, and he's working really hard. Uh, I love Dexter Lawrence. Oh, boy. Uh, Jabril Peppers, 13 Peppers. tackles, forced fumble. He's all over the place the past few weeks. Great player. I'm in love with him. I want to get his jersey, but then I know he'll probably get hurt and be off the team anytime now, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> good call. Good yeah. call. Yeah, well, 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 don't get the, you know, don't go the Matthias Kiwanuka route because, you know, that's what, that's what that happens. I'll put that's it next to my Plaxico Burris and my Kenny Phillips jersey. Yeah. K-Phil. Yeah. Great. Um, I, I am enamored by Logan Ryan. I, I, his whole just scene is like what the Giants need to be, and I almost feel bad that he has to – Put up yeah. with this weekend. Week He's like the Colt McCoy of the defense. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, I mean, what did he there, that uh, that article that came out when um, when Blartinez uh, had a little back issue there? He's the guy with the green dot on the helmet. He's the quarterback of the defense, which is pretty sweet. I mean, that's kind of rare. You don't usually have a defensive back as the leader. I mean, safeties are one thing, but. You know, he, he's he's in such a good spot. I hope he wants to stick around. And I know that, that story about him and, and his wife, which is a horrible thing. Um, Phil, Phil and, everyone but, in? 
Well, uh, in short, I I forget the the exact term, but it was uh, one of the his wife had one of those pregnancies where I guess the baby was growing. In oh, the, the and topic or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I that's probably it. Pronounce and, that wrong. Like um, I pronounce everything wrong. That's fine. She she was close to to dying, and uh, Joe Judge was just incredible about the whole thing to him. It was it was just one of those situations where uh, Logan was so convinced that he was just like i i I don't know i i what do i do i i can't let my team down and judge was just like no no this is far more than that and you know as a a member of this team this is you you go do that that is and you know it's just if you can take anything away from a season that's so up and down like that you like to hear things like this because at least you can build a foundation of a culture and talking about culture since we've been talking about since the summer it's clear it's being built you imagine what kind of a situation it can be when there's actual talent here to put something together. Because if the culture's in place, then you're good to go. But, you know, yeah. to be seen when yeah. we get there. But that's just like a good story in, in the mess that uh, that is this season. No, great picks, everyone. Um, the defense is still fun. It's still, you know, something to hang our hat on as Giant fans. But, um, you know, now, now it's time to, to recalibrate and, and look to – what I think everyone had penciled in as the biggest game of the year in the NFL is the, the Giants versus the Browns, uh, which was Arf. flexed to Sunday night, which I will hopefully be watching with my in-laws in Florida. Um, oh, yeah. When are you leaving? I'm leaving Wednesday. I'm, I'm a snowbird. Um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ditch the winter for, uh, for golf courses and, uh, and pina coladas. Well, are you, are you going down to uh, uh, Del Boca Vista? Yeah, I wish. I wish. Well, no. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's real good of you, Dan, to get on an airplane this, this kind of year. It's a, it's a yeah. smart decision. All right. I go to Florida oh. every single year to see my dad for Christmas, and I'm not going this year. So yeah. Well, we're going for a long time. We're not going for a week. Oh, um, you're going for a good time, though? I mean, that's how I go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not here for a long time, so you might as well have a good time. That's right. That's right. And also, once you get to Florida, COVID doesn't exist because no one wears a mask there, so you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to TGI Fridays, Dave & Buster's, playing Smart. in the ball pit. <laughs> That's the only the places to eat down there is McDonald's <laughs> and Outback Steakhouse. Olive Garden. Uh, it's good where, living, where man. About, whereabouts is it? Orlando. Oh, okay. Sure. Have you heard of it? It's I've like, been uh, there one time. I went to a Magic game, and uh, I had three-for-one drinks at a bar, which was cool. We drank some craft beer. Um yeah, it was a good time. No. It was a good time, Orlando. And there's like, you know, just a whole lot of homeless people if you know how need someone to give your money to. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And they they're they're nicely tanned, those homeless people down there. Um but let's <laughs> talk about the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's a band name. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Vitamin D, baby. Um so so we're looking at this game. Yeah, yeah, we're obviously not feeling as good as we did headed into uh this week, which, you know, we only have ourselves to blame really. Um, but the, the Browns have been playing really, really well. They've got a terrifying defense for off- our offensive line. Miles Garrett is going to have some fun. Um, what are you guys thinking? What are you hoping? Um, I don't know. TJ, do you have any, any stats on the Browns that might enlighten our, our perspective? Um, I mean, generally they're middle of the road, um, offense and defense, uh, 16th and 12th respectively. Um, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. 16th offense, 18th defense. So, I think when it comes to this game, it, the problem is that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both on pace to break 1,000 yards. So, it, you know, sort of reminiscent of your Ahmad Bradshaw, Brandon Jacobs season. They really have a dynamic 
run game. I think our defensive front will be challenged, but I don't see an issue with them being able to stop these two. I think that's really going to be the key to this game. And then I think, you know, Baker Mayfield is a talented guy. He's, you know, he's, he's a pretty good quarterback. I'm not going to say he's an upper echelon quarterback, but I think forcing him to upper throw, echelon charisma. Sure. And he's, a, he's also a great dancer. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would expect them to try and get him to throw the ball more than he's comfortable with. Um, and the number one thing is that, like you said, Garrett and even Vernon is having a good season this year too. Um, Look, you know, you know who their leading tackler is? Who? BJ Goodson, <laughs> of course, former Giant that we just got are, rid of for no are reason. Are you serious? Yes. Devon Kennard had a nice game against uh, the Goodson's Giants got eighty-one tackles. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just hope that if Jones is one hundred percent, they start Colt, and that the offensive line can have a back uh, a bounce back game, and that Thomas can have a bounce back game because that's. I think the Giants can win this game, but it depends on which line we see. Is it going to be the line that played against the Seahawks or is it going to be the line that played against the Cardinals and pretty much every other game this year? That's all yeah. it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a feeling – I mean, I just – they would be so foolish to try to trot Dan out there again. There's no – it doesn't – you've got to give that guy some rest. You mean Daniel? At least like – Dan, Daniel, Danny, whatever which you want Daniel, to call him. McCoy or Jones? Uh, well, who calls McCoy Daniel? Only you. Danny, Danny, <laughs> Danny Dimes, the original. The true Danny Dimes. The tr- yeah, the original. True Danny Dimes. Um, I think they're going to try their hardest to try to recreate the, the Seahawks game again. Uh, I mean, they're totally different teams. Of, you know, I know. No, in terms and... of like, yeah, no, I, I mean in terms of like the focus of how the offense is going to operate if the line can figure it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't do much if the line performs like they did last week. This week, that that's what blows my mind so much. It would be one thing if if, uh, if Jones was just so hobbled and and you know if he had some protection, maybe he could have had the the most conservative progressions. Yeah, uh, but he didn't even have the it, opportunity. It seemed, it seemed to... like he played like he was like like he was injured, scared. You know, no, not, yeah. not necessarily. Like I don't know. I'm sure he wasn't 100 percent physically, but. It also the way he approached the game looked like he knew he was not 100 percent and he was uh, he totally and that's, that to, holds you back. Yeah, because no. what makes him great is is his ability to move and create, which are taken away yep. from the injury, but also his ability and willingness to stay in the pocket and make the difficult throws and, and work the pocket. And, and he just yeah couldn't do it, wasn't willing to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. I think this game, like every other, comes down to offensive line, the ability to protect, put up you know some sort of window of time for for them to get the ball out it'd be nice to get a passing game going um maybe get creative maybe get real short routes um i think the ball's gonna have to come out fast that these they get after it and they're they're big and they're quick and and they they rotate a lot of guys in so this is going to be a really tough game but it's also a game that i think the giants sort of need to have if they want to keep pace with yeah (laughs) the, the the washington football team who the, got the another big win? Washington football. Oh, team. oh, wait. Which I have to say, I, I was looking on NFL.com. I was looking at like all the games and and you know what happened this week. And I, I really appreciate this. I think you will too, especially you, TJ. NFL.com referred to them as the Teamers. <laughs> they are the Teamers. The Washington now, and Teamers. The Washington Teamers, it. and I, I, I love it so much that I think I'm just going to call them. The oh, you know, speaking of Cleveland, the Cleveland, the Cleveland, ba- the Cleveland baseball team, the, the Cleveland <laughs> Teamers, the Cleveland baseball team is changing their name too, and I think that they should change their name to the Oranges, and that their logo should be a brown helmet. <laughs> oh. 
they should start wearing helmets all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that should be the logo and the name of the team because I think it fits in perfectly with the, yeah, with, yeah, the yeah. with the other aesthetics in the in the Cleveland uh, area. You know. Well, do you think Odell would like it if they were if they were called the the Cleveland Teamers? The Cleveland Steamers, you mean? No, I think no, he'd like that team, more. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually sad Odell's not playing. I really wish he was Me playing too. in this game. We should we should yeah. reference that uh, that interview uh, that or podcast that leaked last week. I don't think we talked about it uh, oh, in our yeah. last pod with Odell sort of talking about candidly about what happened with his time on the Giants, sort of his frustrations, the fact that he was trying to be honest and candid about what was going on the team, but um, also feeling like he was a scapegoat for a lot of things that weren't going wrong. He he admitted that he probably should have handled things differently, but he also doesn't regret airing that out. Um, out of pure frustration and, and I, and people can take it either way. Everyone knows I'm an Odell fan, but I think his story lines up. He's been the same guy throughout this whole thing. I don't think anyone deny that he wants to win and has like this insane, he reminds me of Kanye a little bit, just like, like thing that he's the best and he's going to win no matter how insane his idea is. Um, and his idea was that they were going to win based off of his ability purely because there's no team around him and Eli at the time. Um, but I don't know if you guys have any reactions to that video. To me, it was just, you know, sort of bittersweet. I, there's a, of course, my first instinct was like, oh, let's get him back since he's sort of, um, you know, on the outs in, in Cleveland. Uh, it would, what an amazing homecoming for a guy like me having Odell back on the Giants. But uh, what do you guys think? Um, I, I think it was nice to hear and driven home that Shermer was the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. With, between between the two of them and the team itself, oh, and the drafting, I, he talked about well, the yeah, drafting a lot. Of course, and I mean anybody who watches that organization, How dare he this say organization, that about Dave. It's true. I and mean, Jerry. it's one hundred percent true. And I mean, like, and the, you know how it worked too. You have Shermer, who who is the coach, so the ownership is are going to dote on him for every interpretation of what's going on in the locker room. Dote on Shermer, the, to him. the like the the pinnacle of NFL coaching, right? The guy that they yeah. should really bow down to. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the, the the king wet blankets really going <laughs> to drive it home. But uh, it was it was nice to hear uh, a, a little bit of humility with it all cuz I don't think we ever really got it and I, I it's nice to know that he felt that I mean, I'm sure he was asked questions, but I'm sure he felt like he needed to get that out there to kind of clear the air a little bit. So it, I, I liked it. I appreciated. it. I did. I mean, I it was nice to see some maturity out of him because I think that's really what yeah. he was lacking and why he was a scapegoat most of the time. You know, when he would do stuff like pretend to be a dog taking a pee after he scored a touchdown. I mean, that's just like mind boggling why you would do something so silly, especially on a storied franchise like the Giants, who's you know not going to put yeah. up with something like that. So it was nice to hear some humility. I agree with that. Um, you know, the whole saga with him is just so on running. And it's like, when it's he tired. got traded, I was super pissed about it. I, I think everybody was. And then we all, in our minds, tried to come up with whatever we could to justify that, that trade being good. Peppers and Zeitler are great players. I'm glad they're on the team. Don't get me wrong. I still think that trade maybe wasn't a great trade. I think Oleo Beckham is really dynamic playmaker. And I think he could have helped Jones along. Um, you know, when, when being on the field, and he doesn't have a number one receiver, and Odell was the guy, and he was on the team, and he was under contract. So, it is what it is. I hope I hope Odell Beckham recovers and plays well next year. That's all I can say about him. Yeah, best to Odell, uh, and I mean that. Um, so let's just take a step back and let's look at the NFC East, which 
uh, everyone won except the Giants this week. So we have a nice mess of mediocre to truly bad football teams. Uh, I think right now the most interesting of which uh, is the Eagles and the and the Washington football team just because they played a really good game and, and Chase Young is a monster. But let's talk about the Eagles and, and the quarterback controversy that is ripe and prime. Jalen Hurts went out there and won a huge game. Um, played solid football and, and I think really showed, again, why the premium of an athlete at the position of quarterback, someone that can run and be a threat, is becoming more and more vital in today's modern NFL offenses with spread out um, receiving and, 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 and the emphasis on ability to create. Um, what do you think about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? Any, any thoughts on that? Anything you want to share? Yeah, I mean, I... I... We, I think when he got drafted, I, I sort of was like, what? Why would they waste the pick on there? But, you know, whoever the GM of Philly was is smart. And he knew that Wentz wasn't... Roseman. Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman knew Wentz maybe wasn't the guy, even though he did have that one year where he played super well. So good on him for drafting and getting him in the late round. I think he played well. I watched most of that game. I don't think the Saints played badly. I, I do think the Eagles are a threat to win the NFC East. I still might want to give it to Washington just because I think their schedule is a bit easier um, having to play Philly and other play Philly and they play Carolina and Seattle and uh, the Eagles still have to play Cardinals Cowboys and Washington. So I think that the Carolina is probably the worst team in there. And, and I think Washington has a chance to maybe win two games out of those three. The, the one question mark being if Dwayne Haskins is going to be starting, yeah. then I think the Giants have a really good shot to win the division still. Good point. And I don't, Very I good don't point. think the Eagles are going to pull out enough wins to surpass the Giants. I still think the Giants are going to win the division. But they have to win this week. Because yeah. you, you don't see it happening against Baltimore? I don't know. I mean, it, like, like I said before, a different team played Seattle then played the rest yeah. of the game. You don't know year. what you're going to get. Yeah. And Seattle is True. a very good team. So if mm-hmm. they if they can muster up, you know, the courage to play like that again, I don't see how, why they wouldn't yeah. at least be win two, two out of the three of these last games. So are, are you saying that the Giants are like a box of chocolates? <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Even though now all the chocolates have a uh, like a, a like a you know a key decoder in there to tell you what it yeah. is. I mean, oh, all right. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose. Yeah. So. I, At Christmas time, if you wait too long, all you're gonna have is the coconut ones out there, and all the raspberries and dark chocolate and caramels. I mean, I done. like dark chocolate and coconut, but I like coconut. Yeah, I, I never yeah. like dark chocolate. And then, like you know, my wife's from Europe, so they only eat dark chocolate, and and then now I love oh, it's it. The it's best. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, there, there's nothing better. Yeah. I can't eat milk chocolate. Think wow, this is the one thing I think we're all unified on. Dark I can't, milk chocolate's I can't do, trash. I, I, I actually I can I can I can thank my dad for that because he's been like he basically has been telling me milk chocolate's trash for years and I didn't believe him when I was younger and I, and then I my taste developed as I got older. I'm like I'm such a dummy. I should have been listening to you from the. Is get-go. this because you guys are dark Irish? Uh, no, Irish. we got my grand. I got I got my grandmother's skin. <laughs> my 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 grandfather could sit in the sun. You know, there's a picture of him just sunbathing. He he's he was as white as me, but then he would just turn into an Italian looking guy, and it, it was frustrating. But he just anyway, didn't turn bright red like you do. No, no, I think it must be the Scottish. Do you, do you have to wear sunscreen in the winter? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing clothes. You know, but and I've seen you put sunscreen on your on like on your face in the summertime. I was just curious if you did it in the oh, winter. Yeah. Or not. Uh, I, no, I, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think I've, I've ever had That's to. That's probably like the whitest you could be other than an albino is someone who wears sunscreen regularly in the wintertime. There's got to be somebody. Out I'm there. sure if you're yeah. like skiing or something. Oh sure, skiing. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the, the yeah, yeah. That'd be all. No one's had anything else to add. I think. I think this week is going to be a make or break week. We bounce back or we don't. Um, so, as always, like, follow, subscribe at Big Blue United, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want. Follow us. Remember to submit your entries for uh james bradbury's nickname for the knock around sweepstakes hundred dollar gift card you can buy sunglasses for everyone you know and uh to get all your beer at beer provisions in in, in williamsburg on very street we'll get some so thanks so much love you guys see you next week see ya good night